Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Happy Lunar New Year, spooky soul. I'm so excited that I get to celebrate the Lunar New Year, the year of the water rabbit, with you. Yesterday marked the Lunar New Year, or the Chinese New Year, or the Spring Festival. It goes by multiple names. Um, We're going to look into what this is, how it's celebrated, and some lore surrounding 2023's zodiac animal, the water rabbit. I found this really incredible article that, of course, I'm going to include in the show notes below. It's called The History of Chinese New Year by Timothy S.Y. Lam um, for the Museum of Anthropology. And it was really helpful for especially the first chunk of this episode. But if you want to know more about it, you can read that. Chinese New Year can be traced back 3,500 years ago. Um, it was determined by the lunar calendar. Uh, it's it's said to it's supposed to happen on the second new moon after the winter solstice on December 21st, which luckily I was able to celebrate with you for not just the winter solstice, but now the new year, the lunar new year. But because it's related to the lunar cycle, that means the dates can range anywhere from January 21st all the way to February 20th. It's also called the Spring Festival because it kind of starts in the beginning of spring and ends at the end of winter, Um, moon-related, moon-wise, like that kind of wise. But also, I've noticed, well, I guess where I live, it doesn't really mean the same thing because our winters kind of last like five or six months. But I could definitely see like a change after the whole winter solstice um, where the days start getting longer. So that's always helpful. And it always makes me feel like there's more springtime coming. There are many legends behind the Lunar New Year. There's tons of stories, but here's a really popular one. So there was a mythical beast named Nyan, which means year, um, that ate livestock, crops, and even people on the eve of the new year. And so the people decided to come up with a way to distract Nyan with food left on their doorsteps. And there was specifically a wise old man who found out that Nyan was afraid of loud noises and the color red, which is funny to me because whenever I hear about like this beast being afraid of loud noises and the color red, I'm like, was Nyan a horse? (laughs) Um, I kind of want to look him up real quick. Oh, I've definitely seen imagery behind Nyan. I didn't realize that's who that was. Um, It's kind of like this gargoyle-esque dog-like dragon head. And sometimes it has a really long body, but sometimes it's more of like a compact dog-like body. That's really interesting. I'll get, I'll look more into the imagery behind Nyan later, but um, looking at those specific, I just Googled it. It's spelled N-I-A-N if you want to take a look too. But the reason I was like, that sounds like a horse is that like 
the whole like firecrackers and specifically like the color red will absolutely spook horses unless they're specifically trained not to react to, to those kinds of things. And that's when they're considered like parade safe or bomb proof is, is the wording. Sometimes people use the wording husband proof, which I think is mean. <laughs> but whenever there's horses that are trained in that way, they're labeled as such. But um but they found that this wise old man found that whenever Neon was afraid of those loud noises in the color red, that you could make uh, crackling bamboo with like kind of little sparks surrounding it or fireworks. Um, and I'm pretty sure actually um, that Chinese invented fireworks. Now I need to check this too. One second. Okay, I'm going to include this in the show notes below as well. This is from the American pyrotechnics association um but it says quote many historians believe that fireworks originally were developed in the second century bc in ancient Liuyang, china it is believed that the first natural quote firecrackers or bamboo stalks when thrown in a fire would explode with a bang because of the overheating of the hollow air pockets in the bamboo the Chinese believed these natural, quote, firecrackers would ward off evil spirits. Wow. Okay. So that definitely goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about. And now I can really visualize the um, crackling bamboo that they're talking about in this article. Um, there's also uh, people, whenever it was close to the new year, would hang red lanterns and red scrolls in their windows. It's believed to have originated in the Shang Dynasty in 1600 to 1046 BC. Um, there were ceremonies to honor like gods and ancestors at the beginning and end of each year. And that was just like a way to really um, have faith and celebrate like lineage and ancestry. Nyan appeared during the Zhu Dynasty between 1046 to 256 and BC. Um, and that also was, again, people would celebrate ancestors and gods, and they would also additionally worship nature to bless the harvest for the upcoming year. There was also that burning of bamboo around the same times each year, and that happened during the Han Dynasty between 202 BC and 220 AD. Another way that people would celebrate as time progressed was worshiping gods and ancestors and then celebrating at home was the big change um, family would get together they would clean their house and then eat dinner together and they would stay up late to see the moon and to um, welcome in the lunar new year and that way was celebrated between 220 to 420 AD during the Wei and Jin dynasties Lots of customs during the festival um, kind of like first re relied on the development of the spring festival. It's very similar how it was celebrated then to how it's celebrated now in modern times. So there are now uh, it's progressed to firecrackers, firecrackers, relatives visit. There are friends um, that come over and then dumplings are made and eaten. Um, there's such an art to it too. I haven't tried to make dumplings in like a really long time, but I remember being horrible at it and I don't think that's a good omen. <laughs>
um, during the temple fair, like, so whether you celebrated at home or at the temple fair, um, there was that dragon slash lion dancing. So it had like a lion face. So this is, I think is another type of depiction of Nyan where there'd be like kind of that like dragon body, that long body with the lion type of dancing head. Um, it's funny because it made me immediately think of Mulan, which is like a whole other thing that I could get into because Mulan is based off of a real thing, which I think is so cool. Um, there's that scene where there's that, which I think is interesting because in the movie that dragon is depicted as red which I think is interesting at least that's how I'm remembering I could be remembering that wrong so maybe that's a historical inaccuracy or maybe that was a different celebration that was being depicted in the movie there's also a lantern show um and it's kind of been like celebrated this way since the Tang and Qing dynasty in 1912 the government abolished the Chinese New Year, like that phrasing, and they changed it to like the Lunar New Year or the Lunar Calendar. And then it was changed again with the Gregorian calendar where January 1st con is considered the New Year. In 1949, uh, Chinese New Year was specifically called the Spring Festival. Like they had been working toward that, but now it was like officially called the Spring Festival. And now in modern times, um, there are many traditional activities that are disappearing, unfortunately. Um, but there are some people who still celebrate that way. And then there's this additional way to celebrate through CCTV, which stands for China Central Television. Um, there's the Spring Festival Gala. There's a lot of shopping online. And there's also this inclusion of the WeChat red envelope so that like people can virtually celebrate with each other and send people money for the new year. I would love to know what you do for the Lunar New Year or what someone you know does for the Lunar New Year because I think that's a, there's so many different ways to celebrate and I think it's really neat. So this year in particular is the year of the rabbit. My husband and daughter were both born during the years of the tiger, which I think is cool. I am the year of the rooster, I'll have you know. <laughs> There, so there are Chinese zodiac animals and they cycle every 12 years since there are 12 animals it'll like repeat and each of these zodiac animals have certain traits that are said to affect like your personality and there's an order to them and it goes like this actually wait a minute now that I'm looking at the particular order on this website it's talking about how they're are different years of like what each animal has been like in the past up till now but wait 2022 is the year of the tiger but it started later last year so that means it started february february 1st and my babo was born before that wait a minute what is she is she not a tiger this is a lot like me where I'm actually a rooster, not a dog, um, because of where my birthday um, is like sooner. Uh, it's sooner than the, the lunar cycle. Babo is an ox. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Sorry. That was my aside. I thought I had two tigers in my household. I have an ox, a tiger, and... Um, and me the rooster. 
or the cockerel. So, okay, it goes, here's, let me get back on track. Okay, so um, here's the order of the animals. It goes, and there's a story behind this um, that I'll, that you might be able to look up because I wasn't able to fit this in today's episode, Um, but it goes um, one through 12, it goes rat, then ox, then tiger, then rabbit, then dragon, then snake, then horse, then goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and lastly is pig. So I didn't realize this until I was also looking at this um, calculator of like, when you were born, what what animal is that? What zodiac animal is that? Um, but for a rooster... Um, it means observant, hardworking, and courageous, which, you know what, I'm going to just like own that. Um, the lucky numbers are five, seven, and eight. See, eight, I told you eight was my lucky number. I told you that. I was right. <laughs> and the colors are gold, brown, and yellow, which is fair. Um, and then the um, lucky flowers or designated flowers are gladiola and coxcomb which makes sense that would be coxcomb since it's like a cockerel um so that's really interesting let me do my babo okay so for the ox it says diligent dependable strong and determined that definitely describes her she is constantly working on things constantly exploring she's very cute lucky numbers are one and four Her colors are white, yellow, and green, which is so funny because I named her after the sun, um, and I constantly dress her in yellow, so (laughs) I'm just going to go with that. And green's my favorite color, personally. Um, And the flowers are tulip and peach blossom. That's cool. So if you want to check out yours, you can check it out. I'll include that in the links below. So specifically related to this year of... 2023, the year of the rabbit. We're supposed to say goodbye to the roaring and intense tiger and now make way for the gentle rabbit. It's considered the gentlest of all animals. It's also said to embody the yin entity instead of the yang, which was what it was last year. This is supposed to be a year of relaxation, fluidity, quietness, and contemplation. God, I needed this. <laughs> like, I'm so relieved as I'm reading this because I am so relieved. Like when I took these notes and as I'm reading this now, I know that it's been like every episode at this point where I'm like, I really need this year to be like boring. <laughs> like I need it to be relaxing and rejuvenating and like not a lot of weird shit happening. I am fingers crossed for this. Um, but the fact that this is like a good omen of like the gentleness, the fluidity, the quiet nature of 2023 of the rabbit year, I really, really like kind of like focusing on this and being intentional with it. It's supposed to be the year where we focus on nurturing body and soul. And the rabbit is said to be quick and clever. There's this saying that, quote, a crafty rabbit has three burrows, end quote. And that means that a rabbit may have many ideas and is creative. And it's also good at adapting to new environments quickly. It's supposed to represent a more balanced life this year. A wave of calm, confidence, and ease. Thank God. (laughs) 
<laughs> Each zodiac animal has something called a heavenly stem. The rabbit is called the water rabbit because it has a heavenly stem in water. So instead of the tiger that had also a stem of water, but it had the yang stem, like, you know, yin and yang. Um, so the tiger is the yang energy tiger water stem would have like more like oceans with like slapping waves, waterfall with lots of rivers and rushing waters and things like that. Um, this yin energy is supposed to represent calm waters like ponds and gentle rain and that would also include plants and growth and flowers the rabbit is said to be the luckiest of the 12 animals and there's actually a rabbit version of the maneki neko and that if you remember is from the kitty positivity episode i did um where it's like the beckoning cat um, and it's like that gold beckoning cat. But this one would be the beckoning rabbit, which I've never seen such a thing. I might need to have to like find what that looks like. That sounds so cool. And if it beckons in like rest and rejuvenation and calmness and balance and fluidity. Oh, my God, I might need it in my household. <laughs> there are many folk tales across Asia related to the water rabbit. But something that overlaps with each one is that the rabbit is cunning, courageous, empathetic, and it's even why you can see like an importance of the rabbit on the moon. Like there's a, there's a whole story about how um, the rabbit was so revered and that it kind of like sacrificed itself and it needed calmness and balance in the world that it was honored by having its imprint on the moon. And that's what I always personally saw as a kid. Like if you look up at the full moon, I always saw like an upside down rabbit with like the, the ears and it's standing on its hind legs with a little cotton tail. So I would love to know also what you've seen in the moon because some people see faces. Um, I remember somebody pointing out the face to me and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, if you look at it this way, you'll see it this way. But if you look at it that way, you'll see it that way. And for a little while, when someone pointed out the face, I wasn't able to see the rabbit for a tiny bit and then I was able to see the rabbit again and I like being able to see the rabbit a bit more I think than like this looming moon face <laughs> but that rabbit on the moon story comes from a Buddhist um, folklore folktale so that's what we have to look forward to this year I hope there's rest peace cleverness and rejuvenation for you in 2023 and I will talk to you next week Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.